What Am I Chewing is a wistful thinking spinoff podcast brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network for movies, nostalgia, pop culture, and more stuff. Uh, go to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to What Am I Chewing, the podcast where we chew things and guess what they are. I'm Jordan Poland Clark. With me is my co host, Gary Gala Regan. Hi. Hi. Um, and like always, we've just talked for 30 minutes, didn't hit record on any of it, and now we are going to eat things. Although I think that we both did save some things, too. Because there was I like... already forgot what I was going to no, say. No, she just It'll literally... Come back, maybe. She we'll literally see. was just like, started a sentence, and then was like, oh, no, I'll ask you when we start oh, recording. right now. Okay, good. Okay. Is, is it time now, or do we wait to be chewing? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, let's do our thing. And then okay. we'll... I'm going to go first this time because I'm hungrier than you, mm. and you went first last time. And also, I ate a shit ton of brownies before we did this. <laughs> I haven't eaten in a while. I just did some flying trapeze. It's been a little while. Um, but I had a really good burger that I made myself before that. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so this one's not going to be very noisy when I'm chewing it, so I'm going to, you can hear me open it. Okay. Ah. Okay, there's some sort of <laughs> pull tab. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. Okay. I, I also it... want you to know that I've been, like, accidentally, kind of not accidentally, playing what am I doing with my friends, like, <laughs> <laughs> like in ways that, like, do and don't make sense. <laughs> Uh, please elaborate. What does that mean? For example, I was on the phone with Desiree, who mm. who has been a special guest star of this podcast, really, without even... She didn't even try for it. We just accidentally did a Desiree episode. Um, she has a Instagram called What's in Season with Des. Is that what she's calling her? Did she change it? Dang, I'm a bad friend. She might have two of them now. She keeps well, She does it. have two. The other one is Wooden Spoon Wooden Studios. Wooden Spoon Studios. Both of them work. I think she mostly uses what's in season with Des. Thank you I don't for, know. Des, tell us. Thank you for being more on top of it than I am. Anyway, she's wonderful and amazing. But we were talking on the phone and she was chewing. And I like asked her what it was. And then really quickly was like, wait, let me guess. <laughs> um, oh, she must have been thrilled. Yeah. I, it was a burrito. She was eating a burrito. Um, okay, so I want you to know that I'm going to put something in this thing that I'm going to eat. I'm just going to sprinkle it on top. Um, it's definitely not necessary to this food. Okay. I'm just going to Pause. It. Just fact checked myself. You actually are going to want to follow Desiree G. Curry. See, she just changed it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Continue. What were you saying? You're saying you're putting something on top? So I sprinkled something on top of this because I think it's going to make it taste better. But it's Are you not... eating rice pudding? God damn it, Kara, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm getting so good at this. What did but I also, sprinkle on I top? Love rice pudding. <laughs> what did I sprinkle on top? Cinnamon, obviously. Obviously. I was with, okay, so I was with my friends earlier. And I was like, what? Like, ah, I'm running out of things to chew. What do I chew? And they were like, new things. I was like, no, no, no. And then one of them was like, pudding. And I was like, yeah, pudding. We haven't done that yet. Man. And so pudding we went to the grocery so store. Good. What? what? <laughs> pudding. It's pudding is so good. good. I know. 
and then like never not something i would ever eat like outside of this um Mm -hmm. i didn't know where to look for it in the store where would you look for it in the store it's usually by the dairy stuff i Mm -hmm. think I don't usually buy pudding in the store. There is a Greek restaurant that opened by me recently. It's called The Greek Kitchen. It's in Nyack. Please go there and spend money because their food is so good and I really don't want them to close. But also they have uh, a really good uh, rice pudding. So when I order from there, I'll usually get like a little thing of rice pudding and put a shit ton of cinnamon on it because I have a little cinnamon problem that's because it goes with everything it's so good this and it helps like regulate your blood sugar does it i think so i've heard that like you can eat cinnamon in place of sugar and sometimes it will make you feel like you've had sugar Mm, that sounds like a lie but sure it feels like a lie when i try it also Yeah, I think it can have, like, not, like, if you just put cinnamon on everything, you can eat, like, mountains of candy or anything like that, (laughs) but, like, it can have some sort of, like, mitigating effect on your blood sugar, and also, depending on the kind of cinnamon that you're eating, so, like, I think the majority of cinnamon that Americans eat is not technically cinnamon, it's, like, something else, but... Of course, um, we're doing it wrong. Yeah, you know, what? Doing it wrong or doing it right. The American way. Um, But one of the types of cinnamon, if you eat too much of it, can actually thin your blood too much. Mm. Um, You know, but I'm always worried about blood clots, so I figure... Real, it'd be good for you. uh, Why not? Yeah. Well, I just accidentally cinnamoned my bed. What happens when you (laughs) sleep in cinnamon? Well, then you'll just wake up smelling like a delicious cinnamon bun. <laughs> mm. Well, you're welcome, everyone who I have to hang out with. <laughs> so, did you go for the cozy shack or mm-hmm. mm, classic? There was. It was the only choice. There wasn't even anything else. Yeah, I think they might have <laughs> cornered the market on <laughs> uh, plastic pudding containers. Jello really took a hit with the Bill Cosby thing. Oh, and you think? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why I so just brought that ago. up. I'm that... so upset now. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I thought you got it all out before you recorded. No, I am a just a bundle of stress right now. It's just leaking out in little spurts, spraying up Bill Cosby and <laughs> talking about terrifying things, and you know. think of rice pudding you'll feel better what i have a question Mm -hmm. what's tapioca pudding so tapioca is a thing (laughs) it's a grain maybe i don't know let me look this up but tapioca are those little like balls that are inside of it like i've had the balls because they're Mm -hmm. in bubble tea and i've had bubble tea is that the same like if i bought tapioca pudding it would be those balls but they're like small. Okay, they're smaller. Yeah, it's it's a very similar consistency to rice pudding, but instead of like 
a longer chunk, it's a rounder chunk. <laughs> <laughs> that well, is and it's not rice. Not the way, yeah, well, obviously. Um, but I just looked it up, and it is starch extracted from the cassava plant. Oh, so what's a cassava plant? I think it's like a root type plant. Yeah, it's a root type plant. Um, oh, it's yucca, maybe. Well, I've at least heard of that one. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, it is not related to yucca. It's just <laughs> sometimes called that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a tuber. Um, but the reason that rice pudding works is because of the starch. So tapioca starch, too. It's also very good. What do you mean the reason why it works? Well, like, the reason why it, like, thickens up... Oh. And like gets all put in it. I mean, then, they might also add some like whatever pudding gelatin. Is that what makes pudding happen? I don't. Know. Oh, that was my question. Yeah, I don't know. I've Sorry, never I made pudding, pudding from scratch, so I'm not really sure. No, this is just milk, rice, sugar, eggs, salt, natural flavors. Yeah. So if you just cook <laughs> rice in milk, it will thicken up. And but then, how, yeah. Then how does pudding work? Good question. Well, something causes it to thicken up, which is the starch. So, actually, I think maybe in chocolate pudding they might use corn starch or like arrowroot starch. And then um, have a recipe. It would be fun to make pudding. I feel like I'd mess it up, but if you didn't mess it yeah. up, it'd be so good. Yeah, you have to. I think it's like you gotta stir it constantly, or like it'll. Well, I just like you know. fear like burning it and getting that like skin. Yeah, but that's just the skin. You can you eat. Take it off. You can peel that off. Yeah. Right. Or like scoop it out. This is just, this recipe is just, well, it's cornstarch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you could use arrowroot starch instead if you were making it for me, which, not saying that you right, have to. Right, because no corn for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to chew now? Sure. We went, we've gone as far down the pudding rabbit hole as we might go. I don't know. I feel like there's plenty. Well, I was stuff. super... I had a really... I'm going to finish my story about how I couldn't find the pudding. I, um... I was like, huh. Well, it's not necessarily refrigerated. Because, like, some of those snack packs... Like, remember the snack packs that we had growing up? Yes. Like, those, like, chocolate... You don't have to refrigerate those. So I was like, okay, right. maybe they're just in the snacks. No, not in the snacks. And then I went near the yogurt, and I was like, surely it's near here somewhere. But there was so much yogurt that I was like, oh, I don't know, none of it's pudding. Some of it was, like, kids' yogurt that looked like it could have been pudding, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was yogurt. I feel like, did those puddings not need to be refrigerated or were they just not refrigerated because they were in our snack bags? No, I don't think you had to refrigerate those. I'm going to look. Okay. The 90s were a crazy time. We were real into, you know, preservatives as a culture. I feel um, like. Um, snack know, packs. snack stable pack. foods. Man, I want, I want a snack pack. That chocolate pudding was good. I don't no, if I let's see, what kind of snack pack was it? 
it's like it's just like cho- it's just chocolate pudding, <laughs> but okay. it was called snack. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just trying to pull up like a logo and, here. And okay, they're in, yeah. and Billy Madison ate them. They're in oh. Billy Madison. So, oh, it says no preservatives. Interesting. Where do you get them now? They didn't have them at the grocery store that I was at. Ew, there's a pink one. Ew, there's a unicorn one. Ew, what is that flavor? Oh, perfect time to talk about what I was going to talk about. Have you seen Unicorn Store? No, you told me to watch it. And my sister really liked it. to see this movie. I just haven't had time to watch a whole thing. Okay. It's really great. Okay. Ooh, but look at these unicorn ones that are, like, wavy colors. Oh, I didn't see that. I only saw the pink one and the blue one. Yeah, no, it's like a, okay, yeah, that chocolate with the vanilla wave in the middle. Now I recognize it. Yes, and then you mix it up. No, 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 no. You didn't mix it up. I did. No. I like having chocolate and then vanilla and then more chocolate. You know, finish it off with a nice smooth chocolate. I think maybe I would start that way and be like, oh, and just mix it all up. Ooh, butterscotch pudding. Oh, no, that's dolce. Deleche. Also probably delicious. Also would definitely probably make me not feel great. Oh, yeah, there's the butterscotch pudding. Have you ever had butterscotch pudding? I maybe. Rarely. It's one of those things that's like, mm, disgusting, but also delicious. But also good. I mean, that's how I feel about all the snack packs. Yeah, true. I used to, we used to keep in our house, here, I'm going to go wistful thinking on us. We used to have a cabinet that, like, would always have, like, pudding and jello in it. Like, wow. packs of it. Not, like, not, like, so many, but, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, more than I've ever seen anyone else have. Was, was there solid food? Or was it strictly a cabinet of... <laughs> Uh, I don't I'm trying remember. to think of what the word is for for these gelatinous suspensions. That's not a, <laughs> not quite a liquid. It's not quite a solid. It's not a gas. No, there's um, a word for it. I can't think of it right now. Uh, no, I don't know if it was like a cabinet or like a section of one cabinet. But we would always have the boxes, and it was always like a treat to like pick one and like make it. Like, make a jello or make a pudding. Oh, I thought you meant, like, snack packs. But no, you sorry. About, no. Like, like, you know how they make them, like, in yeah. a powder that you can you then... Know, it's hard to find those these days. There's really? not nearly as many as there used to be. Oh I remember gosh. as a kid in the grocery store, there being, like, a huge wall of different jello mm-hmm. flavors, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of these different boxes. And, and they would try to sell them to us, like to kids too, because they like the commercials would have like you know, you would Bill make Cosby? them in shape. No, oh. no, not even Bill Cosby. Oh yeah. They you would like wiggle and then you'd eat them. Yeah. There yeah. was a saying, Oh man, what was the saying? I don't uh, know. I, don't know. I, I, I can't I can't uh bring it into my memory without conjuring Bill Cosby, so I can't tell you that. Um, but that's interesting. So you had a wall of jello flavors <laughs> in your house. Mm-hmm. Put it also. That's so interesting. We never had anything like that. No, because you didn't have like treats or 
No, we did have, like, once, once my mom started going to, like, well, it was called Price Club back then, but, uh, it later became Costco, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> at some point she started shopping there, and then, so we had, like, a weird closet down in the laundry room that most people would probably call a pantry, but didn't really seem like a pantry. I don't know. Um, and so there would be stuff in there, but never, never like, a never a variety of like a thing, you know, mm -hmm. it would be like one flavor of something or like yeah. Rice Krispie treats. I remember being in there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like the thought of that weird flavor is not good. Uh, but I think it's just because it has a lot of things in it that probably made me feel sick when I ate it. So I just associate that yeah. flavor with, you know, not good things. Um, I don't know. I can't really remember anything else that was in there. But it was never like a, ooh, look at this fancy variety. You weren't really we excited about it. No, definitely not. But I tried to buy Jello powder recently for a recipe that I was making, and I didn't have the flavor that I needed. What? What flavor was it? Orange. Hmm. They had like the sh sugar. F There's a lot more varieties of sugar-free Jello, I think. Um. And I, that was definitely not what I wanted. I just like wanted regular ass Jello powder that's in the flavor of orange, and they did not have any. I wound up using something else. Oh, I wound up using like orange extract and regular, just plain gelatin. Do people make jello anymore? I don't know. I was making a panna cotta. There is jello in it. Yeah, what, so when you go to Jello's website, which I'm now doing, it's largely like recipes for other things. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, well, I'm like a little bit obsessed with Jello molds. I think that they are fascinating. <laughs> I would never want to eat one, but um, how would you even eat one? It's just like, oh, you like cut it into slices. It's ew, like a cake, basically. Weird. Yeah. But there's this. I actually have this book on my Amazon wish list of. Like all of these crazy jello molds from the 60s and 70s. It was a dark time with a lot of gelatin recipes. And not just desserts, like disgusting. Let me. Was I that... can't even like think of one. Savory jello mold. Um, Do you think. Was yeah. that just like. Jello was new then. Yeah. And so it was like this cool. Yeah, it was like a big fad. It was like, it was just 70s. like capitalism. It was just like, <laughs> here's this. Well, it was also a status gross. symbol. Yeah. You know? Um, like, it, like a gelatin, I think, has been around for a long time. Um, actually, I was just watching Marie Antoinette today and they had some, some gelatin molds on those tables um but yeah no the the jello mold became i think it was more the uh 
advent of the maybe Betty Crocker cookbook. I feel like there was a specific mm-hmm. cookbook mm-hmm. that became kind of like a status symbol and that uh, became like a reference point for the takeoff of the um, the the Jello mold that you know showed up on American tables throughout the sixties and seventies. Cottage cheese and salmon mold, cucumber Ew. relish salad, no. jellied lamb salad, lime cheese salad. Oh god, these are even wor- like they look even worse than they sound. What are Easy you? Sour how did you get mold. there? Did you? Oh, take- I just I googled uh, savory, savory Jello molds. I want to. And look I'm looking at, the at a Buzzfeed list right now. Oh, I'm gonna look at the same one. How does our podcast always just evolve into us looking at Buzzfeed lists together? I mean, how could it not? Like it's the, the <laughs> inevitable trajectory of this entire. I know concept. it's true, and I but I never do this like n- alone. <laughs> Look at Buzz, really Buzz, almost you never. Don't, you don't spend hours falling down uh, Google holes on weird no topics like savory Jello molds. I do not. I work pretty hard I not do. to. <laughs> I could. <laughs> Ew, emerald cantaloupe. Ew, mm. that looks so Lemony gross. salmon tower. Okay, I'm on the cottage cheese and salmon. That one doesn't look gross, at least. Oh, wait till you get to the jellied beef mold. Jellied lamb salad? Or, like, there's another one. Lime no, another cheese one. salad? Ooh, a social history of the Jello salad. Do you know what cottage cheese and Jello doesn't sound that bad to me? Except there's also mayonnaise in this one, so never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh, and there's also seafood salad in it. Never mind. Ew, there's a fish one. Ugh. People ate this. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, Ew. okay. <laughs> Lemon gelatin, pimento stuffs, olives, sweet pickles, and walnuts. Oh. Ew. Bean and mushrooms? <laughs> Just like all of these things, I wouldn't even put them together if there wasn't jello involved. I know. It's truly like horrifying flavor combinations and texture like to me the the thing that really gets me is, Ew, is the texture i got to the beef one <laughs> <sighs> yeah the textures definitely don't go yeah okay so i pulled up this uh social history of the jello salad and uh the last sentence of the third paragraph which is as as we all know the only thing you ever have to read of anything uh it says shaped by the rise of home economics the industrialization of the food system world war ii and changing expectations about women's labor few foods can tell us more about life in the 20th century america than the wobbling jewel of domestic achievement the jello salad So uh, gelatin dishes actually date way back to medieval Europe, 
and from that period up through the mid-19th century, jelly dishes were foods of the elite, served as elaborate molded centerpieces on the tables of nobility. The reason was simple. The process of rendering collagen from animal bones and then clarifying it was time-consuming, blah, 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 blah. Um, and what changed? Let's see. Oh, this under-the-sea salad looks great. I mean, that's the, the, the colors are the thing that, like, really um, gets me excited about general molds. By the mid-19th century, the Industrial Revolution was beginning to transform the U.S. economy, railways, blah, 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 factory production, we know, the Industrial Revolution, blah, 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 blah. And by 1897, when a cough syrup maker... <laughs> patented the brand name Jello, the processed food industry was thriving. Uh, Pearl Weight sold the brand just two years later to the Genesee Pure Food Company for $450, which at the time of the writing of this article, which was in who knows, uh, is about $11,000 today. Uh, now Kraft Heinz. I didn't even know Kraft and Heinz merged at some point apparently oh, i knew did. that one they also like since they merged they are doing like real shitty oh yeah that's not surprising because like, all people don't shitty. buy like processed meats anymore yeah i mean i love a good hot dog but yeah oh i'm sure that they have some a, a subsidiary that's like selling weapons <clears throat> or something they'll be fine um jello Food historian Laura Shapiro, in her sweeping study, Perfection Salad, explains that around the turn of the century, many women in the emerging American middle class began linking the changes brought into their homes by industrialization and scientific advances, gas stoves, electric irons, the telephone, to domestic work they performed every day and reimagining housework. The spirit of domestic reform embraced efficiency, purity, cleanliness, and order. Instant gelatin fit the bill. It was fast, unlike the traditional method of... Okay. So it was the advent of um, instant gelatin that made the difference. Oh, she could, a housewife could stretch her family's leftovers by encasing them in gelatin. And since sugar was already included... inedible after that. <laughs> Listen... <laughs> Uh, when times are tough, people eat some fucked up shit. I mean, yeah, I can't disagree with that. But if you're a middle class family, just trying to conserve your leftovers, I think there's better ways to do it. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I, you know, this is... Well, it says also, and since sugar was already included in the flavored mixes, the new packaged gelatins didn't require cooks to use up their household stores of sugar. It was also neat and tidy, a quality much valued by the domestic science movement, as well as by its Victorian forebears, who were mad for molded foods of all kinds. Jellied salads, unlike tossed ones, uh, were mess-free, never transgressing the border of the plate. A salad at last, in control of itself, Shapiro writes. Cooks in this era molded everything from cooked spinach to chicken salad with care to avoid the cardinal sin of That's messiness. what I want to see pictures of. Other foods molded. Hmm. Oh, but when you search that, all you get are, um, moldy foods. 
Are you still there? In 1902, Jello sales were beginning to soar. In 1904, Charles Knox promoted Knox gelatin at the World's Fair, and in 1905, Mrs. John Cook of Newcastle, Pennsylvania, won third prize in a Knox-sponsored cooking contest with a concoction she called perfection salad. An aspic filled with finely chopped cabbage, celery, and red pepper that graced tables with its jewel-like and impeccable molded precision. Details Michael Stern and his introduction to perfection salad. Um, as advertisements for America's most famous dessert ran in magazines like Ladies Home Journal, gelatin became increasingly fashionable. James Beard observes in the 1972 edition of James Beard's American Cookery that Mrs. Cook's victory had, un quote, unleashed a demand for congealed salads. Oh, congealed salads. Oh, this is just such a bad <laughs> word. Uh, that has grown alarmingly, <laughs> particularly in the suburbs. Even then, the legendary chef grudgingly admits that the jellied salad does have its delights, though, and it is, without question, an American innovation. Somebody else said, you can follow American social history by looking at the history of Jell-O ads. Early ads promised housewives that they could serve what the rich were eating for just 10 cents a box. A major advance for a dish so refined that many working class Americans had never even seen it. The Jell-O girl was introduced in 1908 and was wildly successful at convincing Americans to associate Jell-O with the purity and innocence of childhood. How about that? And then uh, this goes on for a long time. Okay. I'll send you a link. Interesting, though. Just, like, it's so fascinating to imagine a time, not just when, like, Jello was new, like, this is a specific example that we're talking like, when something now that mm -hmm. seems, like, so gross and, like, you know, no, we don't eat it, it's not mm -hmm. fancy, like, you sometimes give it to kids in, like, their lunchbox or whatever. Um, and I don't have a problem with Jell-O. I sound like I'm talking shit. <laughs> well, my association with Jell-O is pretty, like, negative because I've only eaten it, like, like the only time that we ever had, like, straight Jell-O, not Jell-O pudding, but, like, straight Jell-O was, like, when we were sick or when I had my wisdom teeth out or, like... The only time we have it in my house now is, like, when somebody needs to have a colonoscopy. You know, it's not... Right. <laughs> but, like, there was this time... The epitome lottery. <laughs> like, it's so interesting. I know. It's and there's so, so many things like that, too. It is. And it's just such a... I mean, so bizarre. Just jiggly. Yeah, there's no other food Weird. like quite like it, huh? Mm-mm. It's made out of horse bones. <laughs> Which is yeah. really fucked up. Yeah. All right. Do you want to uh, guess what? Well, that's what I was gonna say. Did you even start? I don't remember. <laughs> I've been. I was like, surely we time. can't go down a pudding rabbit hole anymore, and then we did. Oh, surely. I could keep talking I about know. this for a while. <laughs> Talk more about that colonoscopy jello. Um. <laughs> Okay, you're chewing. Is it, um, is it a singular food? No. Is it, um, is it sweet? Yes. Is it a dessert food? Yes. Is it a cookie? It's not a cookie, but good <laughs> guess, because it's usually a cookie. <laughs> I didn't even know I liked cookies that much until we started doing this, and then I just kept buying cookies and being like, oh, 
I bought cookies again. Yo, I had a. Apparently, I'm I very into cookies. I had a good cookie yesterday. Oh yeah, what was it like? It was a chocolate chip cookie, but like it wasn't like erased what you think about a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> it was like okay. <laughs> it was like delete. <laughs> it was it was really fat. Mm, I love a fat. And it cookie. just had two. It has like two giant chocolate chips, um, mm. basically like shoved in the middle. Um, okay. And then, like, when you start eating it, it also has, like, one chocolate chip in the middle, too, that you can't see, like, below the other two. Interesting. <laughs> um, but, like, the, the, it's, it's a little bit like eating, it's less like eating a cookie and more like eating cookie dough, but it's a cookie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good. Interesting. Okay, so, it's sweet, it's a dessert food, but it's not a singular food. Um, Correct. Is it chocolate? No. Is it vanilla? No. Is it um? Hmm. Is it like bready? No, not really. No. Okay. Is it like creamy? Is it rice pudding? <laughs> no, I'm it kidding. Is. Not I know rice pudding. Although I would love it if it was. <laughs> that that I bet that will happen one day if we record this long enough. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it? Um, hmm. Eating it with a spoon. What? Do you have to eat it with a spoon? You don't have to, but I currently am. Yes. But you don't have to. Like you could pick it up with your hands, also. Or use a fork. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it a cake? No, but it's not far off. It's not a brownie, is it? It's not a brownie. Because before you were like, I ate a lot of brownies before, so I wasn't going to guess that. <laughs> that was a good call. Um, it's not a cake, but it's not far off, but it's not a cookie either. I don't know why I said it's not far off. It's it's not very close to a cake. Okay. Is it a bar of some kind? No. Is it... Ugh, this is the part where I feel like I don't know any words. Um, is there icing on it? No. Is... But there is a topping. <clears throat> okay. Is it... Is it... Is it a Rice Krispie Tree? You wouldn't eat that with a spoon. And also, we no. just talked about that. Um, is it... Is it an Italian dessert? No. Is it... Hmm. Is it more than one color? Uh, no, not really. Is it brown? It's, yeah, values of brown. Okay. <laughs> um, is there cinnamon in it? There might be, but it's not, like, a dominant flavor. Okay. Is it an American food? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Uh... I would say, it's an American food... That maybe that topping is imported from somewhere else. Okay. Hmm. Like not literally imported, just like cu- like cultural tradition of right, that right, type right. of topping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. I don't know any more foods. Yeah, you do. You're right. I do. I always think I don't, and then I do. Um. How large is it? <gasps> what? Oh my god. Are you okay? Is everything okay? 
Uh, no, it is not, because I was just looking, doing a Google image search for more weird jello molds and found one that is truly horrifying. Oh my gosh, send it. <sighs> okay, okay. You know, I, I warned you, but okay. Okay. Mm I know. I keep, I'm nervous the way you keep saying that. Oh, here it is, just brace yourself. Ew! Uh, okay, I'm gonna describe <laughs> what I'm looking at. It appears to be a it's so bad spaghettios mold <laughs> with hot dogs in the middle. Yep. Yeah, it's like one of those like ring molds, like a bunt cake, but with hot dogs in the middle, and it's made out of spaghetti. <gasps> spaghettios. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> spaghettios. Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. But the hot dogs are all like cut really? in half as if to make them fit in the middle better. <laughs> There's so many of them. There's like 15 hot dogs. <laughs> well, it's probably more like. I was gonna say seven and a half, but that uh, I don't think hot that dogs adds up. are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get over it. They I are. Will never get over it. They truly are. Oh man. But you know what? I feel like I used to eat spaghettios and hot dogs all the time. <laughs> Do you know that? That's true. I think people like cut them up and put them in spaghettios, which is disgusting, but whatever. I didn't do that, but I definitely used to eat hot dogs cut up in macaroni and cheese. I the worst part of this like mold that. is that they tried to make it fancy by putting like um leaves. Pieces of baby spinach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just unnecessary. Like, call it what it is. Like, it's hot dogs and spaghettios. You don't need to bring spinach into it. Yeah. I just scrolled past another one that uh, for, for went the spinach. And it also, the one that I sent you has the rounded part of the hot dogs pointing <laughs> yeah, up. That's the other parts. <laughs> oh, send it to me. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, boy. It's like a cursed image. <laughs> Because this one, oh boy. I mean, the round ends pointing up isn't less gross. Like, if you really start looking <laughs> at them, they're disgusting. Look at the pinched ends. I know. Well, oh god, pinched ends. It's like, it's like a little uh, butthole. I know. That's so upsetting. <laughs> For some reason, this is worse. <laughs> The cut sides are up. <laughs> the flat sides. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, I feel like for those, it even looks like they like cut off both ends. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they would have to to get them to, like, I can't say that for sure. But for them to fit well like that, they cut Mm -hmm. off both ends. You're just looking at the middle of some hot dogs. That spaghetti-o mold is, like, looks a lot grosser also. Yeah. Shinier. Uh. (laughs) And they did did forego the spinach, which makes me miss the spinach. (laughs) You don't you don't know what you got till it's gone. 
<laughs> There's also a lot more hot dogs in this one. Are there? Like, I would say there's 50% more hot dogs in this oh, one. Wow. That's a lot more hot dogs. All right. The hole All right. in the middle Let's is see. bigger. Okay, the first one we got. <laughs> well, there seems to be some dogs missing from the first one, right? <laughs> Somebody ate the first one. I, I would say there are at least two dogs. At least one full one hot dog missing from the first one. But one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I counted 14. Okay. 2 goes into 13. You counted 14. Yeah. All right. I mean, that it's makes close. makes it easier. So we got 7 whole okay, hot dogs sure. in this first one. Okay. Possibly 8. Dogs. Possibly 9. Wait, no. 7 to 8 hot dogs, right? And then we got this one. 1, 2, okay. <laughs> They're just such a cursed image. Okay. 1, 2, wait. Uh, These are hard to count. They are. That's why I'm having a hard time here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, ugh. <laughs> 19, 20, 20. I, I don't know. I got 19. Okay. All right. 19 sounds fine. Like 19 or 20. So if we say 20, so 10. All right. You're right. There is at least an entire hot extra hot dog in the second one. Welcome to our hot dog. I saw hot dog and Jello <laughs> podcast. Who knew that that's what you were signing up for when you hit play on this today? Not me. me neither. Not me. Okay, so I figured out the difference between why the the Jello mold itself looks different, which is that there is more filler fluid in the second one than in the first one like yeah. in the first one it's like noodle dominant and in the second one it's like it's like whatever that red stuff is dominant what yeah you, it's not sauce it's a slurry of some kind oh god i just had a flash of a moment of shame that i had the other day when i was at trader joe's buying lunch and uh I don't know, talking to the checkout guy about cookies, because I was buying cookies, as I want to do, and he complimented my choice of cookies, and I asked whether they were, like, a crispy cookie, or like a, a moist, chewy cookie, we got into a conversation about cookies, and he believes that crispy, dry cookie, that there's no place for them. And I believe that there is absolutely a place for them. And I said something to the effect of, you just need the right beverage. If you have the right beverage, you can create a slurry Ew. in your mouth. And I said that to a total stranger. And I don't know what is wrong with me. <laughs> um, I mean, he brought on... It sounds a slurry like he, in your mouth. sounds like he brought on himself. Uh, you know, that's an excellent point. And there's... I am a disgusting human being. Nothing wrong with that, <laughs> even though I just said ew when you described it. But maybe I'm just saying out. What do I know? Uh-huh. Um, I finished eating a while ago. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay, what do I think it is? Okay. Uh, can you give me a clue? Um, I can't, because I'm too busy looking at this retro recipe for a 7-Up mayonnaise salad but um, you can you can give me a clue it has fruit in it it has fruit in it it's in a jello mold 
Um, hmm. In fact, in this Google image search, I just came to a uh, old school advertisement for a new flavor of this specific fruit of jello, like a new flavor of jello. What is the new not, flavor? Not contemporary. Oh, uh, like an old, old tiny one. Yeah, I don't think they're launching new flavors of Jello at this point. I can't. I give up on your food. Okay, that's fair. We've talked about a lot of other things tonight. My brain's um, done. I was eating an apple crumble. Oh, yeah. And in 1937, they were introducing new apple jello. Apple jello. What color is it? Not a good one. It's like an amber it's color. Not, I, that sounds good, though, apple jello. Better than some of the other ones. Mm. I. Mm, no, thank okay. you. I love apple juice when I'm drinking it, but thinking about apple juice, like, it, for some reason, is gross. I think it's because it looks too much like pee, you know, but then I drink it and I'm like, oh yeah, apple juice is great. <laughs> apple juice is great. You know what's really what? great? Like slightly frozen mm. apple juice, so it's like a little yeah. slushy. Nothing better. You were asking me something, though. I don't remember. It was, well. I doesn't matter. Well, do we have anything else to add? This is maybe the longest what am I chewing we've ever done. <laughs> I was like, I was with my roommate before this. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna like go do a quick recording. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I have to add is that like, what if I started making weird Jello molds? I would like. What if like, this is my life's call? Like, what if this is the thing that I was meant to do? I bet you could make good ones too, though. The panna cotta I made was not great, but that was my first attempt. You you need to practice. That's all. Yeah. Also, I was trying. I was. Tr- doing too much with that i was trying to make it at coconut milk there was just like a, just keeping a lot of plates spinning but yeah no maybe I'll, I'll i'll try my hand at a jello mold if i would be on board and you should start an instagram for it and i absolutely cannot start another instagram account literally my phone will not allow me to add another account um also i okay, never mind need to spend i want to i am actively spending less time on social media <laughs> all right that's fine i just want to see your molds that's yeah all. But the problem is i don't like to eat jello so you know and i don't just want to like throw them out and i'm not gonna like voice them on mm. homeless people who don't want to eat them either I don't know. I'll have to figure something out. Okay. Hello, Editor Kara here. Uh, Jordan's audio track traveled through time and broke. So uh, this is the end of the episode. Um, As always, you can uh, catch up on old episodes of What Am I Chewing and or Wistful Thinking in this very podcast feed or at cageclub.me. Follow us on Instagram at wistfulpod and we will be back next week with another episode about the work of Kirsten Dunst and uh, the week after that with another episode of What Am I Chewing. We will talk to you then.